Welcome aboard. We had a short break for Easter, but we are back. And on this week's episode, we have lots of exciting things to talk about. Some good news out of the Sony camp, but also very concerning. Mike gives us his full review of the Monster Hunter Rise story, and I test the guy's imagination in our main topic. This is Triple XP. Triple XP. Welcome all to episode 27. I'm Shane and this is Mike. All right, what's up, guys? And this week we're joined by Cheese, a fellow member of the 3XP team and a host of the PonderPod podcast. Hello. How did you guys <laughs> enjoy Easter? Our, our, our little break there? Yeah, I got um, even fatter. I drunk a lot. Played a lot of games. Yes, yeah, so all that, nothing. <laughs> so just a standard weekend for you then standard not, weekend, yeah. not, not easter at all <laughs> pretty, pretty much yeah <laughs> just nothing changed <laughs> nothing changed yeah, yeah. i mean I, we didn't do anything we didn't even have a single easter egg in the house wow yeah i mean yeah <laughs> i didn't even <laughs> think about it until we've just got to this episode and i've gone fuck we didn't even have an easter egg not even a cream we went, egg. To, we went to my wife's uncle's house for like a breakfast thing and they gave us like these giant chocolate easter eggs and inside the giant chocolate easter eggs were smaller chocolates let's just say i devoured that thing by like lunchtime it was worth it (laughs) so that sounds good so right clear this up for me cheese in america like a giant chocolate easter egg that's not like a usual thing for you is it like do you Uh, usually get those on easter or in general just yeah for easter for Easter, yeah. I mean, it's a typical. I mean, even as a kid, we'd get like the chocolate bunnies type thing, but lots of chocolate. And it's not good chocolate like you guys have. It's <laughs> just like okay chocolate. It, it's just like another reason for kids to get sugar on another <laughs> holiday. It's literally, it's a marketing ploy. That's all it is. But it's worth it and it works. Uh, so, I, I, have... I, so I thought it was like a, an Easter basket that you got and it was just like some. Some people. Like bread and some other shit thing. <laughs> bread? I don't know. Bread. I'm Easter sure someone bread. has bread. <laughs> we, not us. We put, I mean, if you get an Easter basket, it's like jelly beans and and chocolates. It's not like bread and shampoo. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's the gift of Easter shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> but did, so when you said about the shit chocolate, though, did. Do the good chocolate brands not do Easter eggs? Because we have shit chocolate eggs, but we also have the really good ones. Yeah, but you forget that I'm American and we don't have good chocolate to start with. Our good chocolate comes from the UK. We have Cadbury eggs, but that's like, I'm sure that's still a knockdown from your version of Cadbury eggs. Probably. Probably. Possibly. Cadbury's pretty like OG chocolate. Yeah. It's got tear in it. Well, we have. It's just, yeah. It's it's good and it's better than like Hershey's, but I don't know. I feel like they use shit chocolate in the shape of bunnies, and people buy it because it's a bunny and it's Easter. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> On the note of Cadbury's, um, especially as Mike, you live quite close. Have you ever been to the Cadbury's factory? 
Uh, no. Oh, mate, it's great. <laughs> when I was when I was on a school trip there once when I was a kid, just drove us up to Birmingham or wherever it is. It's somewhere up north. Yeah, Birmingham's um, not near me just because I'm in the north. I mean, it's nearer to you than it is to me. <laughs> it's like, what, an hour away from you? It's like four and a half hours away from me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, we drove up there and you get it's basically like it's made into an attraction or at least it was i don't know if it is this is a long time ago obviously but it was made into an attraction it was basically like willy wonka you'd go around this massive chocolate factory and it would show you how all the chocolate was made and then you just get to eat and buy loads of chocolate at the end because what else are you going to eat and buy at a chocolate factory okay um, i'm adding this to the list of reasons to go to the uk on top <laughs> of beer and then i've been told that your bread slash toast is amazing so do have good toast to happen I mean, what I, I've always, and before, I mean, I know we're a video game podcast here and we're basically just talking about chocolate, but also uh, some other things that I don't understand about America is I hear a lot that you, you don't have kettles and like, this confuses me. Don't have kettles? Like tea this kettles? Is, this yeah. is a whole episode of Ponder Pod right here. That's true. Yeah, I feel like this would be a great idea for for my side of things, but no, we have tea <laughs> kettles. I have like two or three downstairs. I don't use them. We just look at them. No, I'm just kidding. We have as them, in, but we, but as we in don't. electric ones that you plug in and just press a button, then it boils water in like 30 seconds. We have them. Yeah, we have <laughs> okay. like that we put on the stovetop though that we use. But my brother has an electric one. We don't drink tea so much though, so we don't need like instant boiling water. But what about coffee? You drink a lot of coffee. Yeah, but you just put the water in the coffee maker and then it gets hot. <laughs> oh, I suppose you've got coffee makers. Well, but if you yeah. do pour but if you do pour over coffee like I do sometimes, I use the tea kettle and boil the water, then I pour it over the coffee grounds. Well, you should definitely make this uh a Ponder Pod episode and I would definitely come on it and talk about my confusions <laughs> about American things. Uh, I'll add it to the list right now. <laughs> the reason I thought of this as well is because over Easter my kettle did break and it was very upsetting. Oh mate, you're right. <laughs> Well, we've cause we've got one of those. I don't know if you've seen them, Mike, and I definitely haven't. Cheese uh, the uh, the one the Breville one cup. Oh, the one cup. Oh, a, yeah, so it's a pretty swanky it's, it's kettle, though, mate. Yeah, so it's basically <laughs> a kettle that only boils one cup of water at a time. So because my other half drinks a lot of tea, so whereas I'd, I only drink a little bit, so we don't like to boil a whole kettle full at a time. Um, but it broke in a way. Hmm. It's just water. Like it's okay if you waste a little bit of water. I mean, <laughs> water costs money, cheese for starters. <laughs> I have to pay a water bill, so yes, I will not be wasting water because I have to pay for that shit. Secondly, <laughs> the more water you boil, the more electric it costs to run the kettle. So also, no. Maybe um, America's yeah, onto something here. Total, man. Of like, <laughs> total of like total like a pound a year by wasting less water. <laughs> I mean, you'll be surprised. You will be surprised. Maybe this is why America doesn't use kettles. Maybe. Just saving. Wasteful. Hand over fist to saving. The so the way it broke though is that it has a little button on the top. And the design's pretty weird because the button on the top is also the steam vent. And the button broke. And the only way to to boil the kettle was to hold the button down with your finger, but then you're also holding your finger over the steam vent. <laughs> so that, I mean, that's we've a, got a new one now. That's a real fundamental flaw right there. It really you is. Start, you started the Stan Bush episode like this. 
Where you're just talking, you're just asking him about chocolate Easter bunnies. Yeah, <laughs> that would be that would have been great. Luckily, thankfully, we've got Amazon Prime, and we were able to order one for next day delivery because I I couldn't have coped for longer than a day without making coffee. But um, yeah. Anyway, should we get into video games? <laughs> yeah, uh, probably. <laughs> I think yeah, we're really onto something there with kettles, though. So maybe we'll hop back yeah, onto this I'm later. Definitely back onto the kettles in the future. Cheese, you know the drill. Start us off with what I've been playing. Is that the question? I mean, start us off with whatever you want, really. But ideally, yes. <laughs> All right. So what I've been playing is the same as always. I just finished my twenty-fourth playthrough of Tony Hawk with the twenty-fourth Gator. So I have officially beaten the game with every character in the game to 100% completion. Jesus. Nice. I don't think I even beat any of the original Tony Hawks once. Yeah, that, that's actually pretty impressive. Like, yeah. I know you play Tony Hawks <laughs> a lot. But... I've gotten a town where I can beat most levels within about two two-minute run-throughs. So about four minutes in a level, and you can 100% it pretty quick. So then I started to do some of the speed runs, which is kind of fun, because I can literally beat a couple of them in about 50 seconds. So mm. it's it's been fun. It's it's a uh, kind of mindless for me at this point. It's kind of a uh, just another day in the office. <laughs> yeah, because they I mean they've got a nice soundtrack to it, and each character has different abilities and different special moves and stuff. So I don't know. There's different ways to play different levels with different characters. So it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. Next up, I want to start uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Um, it's on Game Pass now with EA Play or EA Now, whatever it's called. So yeah. installed that on my computer. Just gotta, just gotta start it. But, I'm looking uh, forward to you playing that. I'm looking I forward to me playing it too because I, I know it's gonna be struggle. It's gonna be a struggle. I hope you struggle sure. as much as I did. So cheese. Uh, one of my friends, told me, one of my friends told me that he played it and it was actually really easy and he hundred percent of the game without any problem. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'll do that too. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. a lot, there is a lot of jumping and platforming in that, so maybe stick to Tony Hawk. <laughs> but um, sp speaking of, did you check like the official like speed running times and stuff? Maybe you're in with the yeah. Shot, there's man. like a there's like a leaderboard for each level, and there's like a they call it like the par, so like what you should be at, like at the average. And I yeah. think I'm above average for some of them that I've done so far, but there's a couple of them that are tough. I mean, if you miss one like one of the jumps or whatever to do one of the challenges, you got to start over. I mean, there's yeah. a specific, really there's a specific route yeah. of how you should bounce from one thing at a time versus trying to be like, Oh, I'm going to get skate. It's like, well, no, you need to grab the S and then grab the hydrant and then hit these boxes and then jump this. <laughs> like it's, I don't know. I kind of understand now though, having done this for the last several weeks, it seems like, why there is a draw to it like just getting better and better at the game like i am not good at any video game at all except i feel like i'm getting actually pretty good at tony hawk so it's been a lot of fun and it's kind of made me see a different side of gaming where people do speed runs and stuff i always thought that was total total nonsense madness. yeah total madness people plowing through mario or i know i've seen people play celeste speed runs like insane yeah but it's I fun. find it so interesting to watch as like um you know a thing on Twitch like I'll, I'll just sit and watch speedrun yeah. this like all day long. I feel like you really have to love the game. I feel like you really have to love the game to get lost in it like that. So yeah, 100%. yeah. I, 
I really, uh, just on the note of that speedrunning stuff, I really enjoy it when they do that big charity event. Is it called, what's it called? Like Games Done Quick or something? Yeah, GDQ, yeah. Uh, and um, just because when they talk you through like some of the, the glitches that they use, you just, it blows your mind. <laughs> just watching them pull these insert. I think it was a Zelda one I was watching once. It was an old school Zelda game and they had managed to get through like this 18, 20, 30 hour game or something ridiculous in like two hours. <laughs> Yeah, that's what, what is happening? Skipping entire levels just by move by, by like hitting a certain pixel at a certain time in a certain way, and it would just like launch them through the level to the next level. And be like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> and the amount of time it takes for them to to figure out those tricks, like literally, I've played this game just twenty four times on that PlayStation. Uh, that's my old one that's set up in our living room where we like watch movies and stuff. Um, on my PS five, I haven't paid for the uh the upgraded version yet the ps5 version but i'm sure i will because why not but i i already beat that with several of the characters to 100 percent too so i've probably beat this game 50 times since i got it oh i don't think i've ever beat any game more no. than twice yeah but keep in mind that <laughs> to 100 percent tony hawk both uh one and two takes a total of like an hour and a half or two hours for me at this point so it's not like playing god of war for 25 hours <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's fair that's fair um still it's still just uh, anytime anyone says to me oh yeah 100 percent of the game in my mind now i just go that sounds like a lot of work well that sounds good to me because this might be the only time i ever sound slightly impressive on a video game topic so. <laughs> <laughs> and and you do i you do sound impressive I, i'm leaving this impressed <laughs> So, is is that it? Anything else you wanted to add before we move on to Mike? No, nah, that's really it. I haven't played a whole lot of games lately. Just Tony Hawk. Just, <laughs> just a bit, a bit of the big T. So, Mike, then you have got Monster Hunter Rise, haven't you? Yeah, you, um, I know you spoke about it previously, but you've done more. Yeah, I've been, I've just been hooked on that. It's just been my life for the last week. It's so fucking good. Like, I can't fault the game at all. Unless you're a newcomer, it can be a bit hard. Like the tutorial's a bit sort of like what the fuck if you're new to the game. But if you if you're you know a veteran of the franchise, then um, it's it's pretty similar to World and how that played. Yeah. What was the excuse me? What was the story like on the whole? I know stories are always the Monster Hunter story is always a bit like Meh, anyway. But I um, thought World's story was okay. Yeah, it was okay. Um, it wasn't amazing, but like with with Rise, it took about thirty hours, which it didn't feel like thirty hours at all. It it felt really quick because because like hunts last, you know, the time at like a uh, fifty minutes or something like that, so they can last a while. Yeah. Um, but it did sort of feel initially pretty easy, but it's also like once you've beat the main sort of crux of the story, there's also more story after that. But that's when the credits roll like to like thirty ish hours. Um like so the credits roll story. and then it's like, yeah, here's the real game now. That was like the tutorial sort of thing. But it was literally like, is that's the main story finished. Here's like your award and you saved the day and, and all that, but it's just um Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun with friends as well. I've been playing with a few friends, been playing with number one gun. Um Yep. How's the on online functionality? Really good. It's pretty solid for, especially for a Switch game, which they usually appreciate. Um, but it, it runs really well. 
and you can get into matches pretty quick. Um, that was, no that was the disconnection f- issues, anything like that. So technically, it's all solid. Yeah. But that's the thing I wanted to know from before: is is it easy to connect up with your friend over the Switch? Yeah, it's a lot easier than what it was. What it was in World, you sort of have like a separate. It's called like the gathering hub where you'll you'll meet all your friends in there. Um, and then okay. you have like your story mode hunts, and then there's two separate hunts that you rank up separately. Um, so you literally have like your multiplayer rank, which you can do on your own, but it's, it's you know it's easy with friends and stuff. Okay. Yeah. And um, submarines. Yeah, I, I, I still don't fucking know to be honest. <laughs> like sort of like um, how you used to send like your palicos in the first game. Um, then they'd like like steal resources or something, and then they'd come back. But they just did a cute little submarine made of a barrel, and that's that's a submarine. It's just oh. a little <laughs> little vehicle for your cat. But you, it's literally just a cutscene. It's nothing special. Oh, okay. And you just unlock it more submarines so to more. send more cats. It sounded so much more. Than... Yeah. Although yeah. if someone if someone came to me and went right, we're going to put in an element of a game where you can send cats in submarines to go and do shit for you i think i'd be pretty sold on that hmm. i'd pre-order yeah for sure <laughs> yeah just that just that sentence alone would um probably sell it for me there's a reason ps5 had teased that cat game from the start they were smart about that yeah yeah they know that people want cat cats sell so anything about anything else about monster hunter wise that listeners should know about um it's just really fun you should all buy it because it's great with friends. So play with me. <laughs> you should all buy it because Mike <laughs> wants to play with more people. He needs friends. Buy Monster Hunter. <laughs> Monster Hunter. <laughs> buy it now. Jedi will buy it. <laughs> yeah. He fell for it last time. He'll fall for it again. <laughs> thanks, thanks Jedi. Say, Ma- Max will probably buy it, but he'll still never play with you. Yeah. He's always too busy. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um. So um, af- after that, I've been playing... A lot of Shovel Knight as well. I played this game a ton before. Um, it's probably my, one of my most played games on the Switch, but it's just—it's just like a little comfort game, like Skyrim is. I just jump in it and play. There's about eight levels in total. Uh, they all take about an hour, um, and it's just glorious eight-bit graphics, and you get to play as a man that shovels people in the face. What more do you want than the ability to shovel people in the face? Well, there you go. Well, there are other knights. There are other knights. There are, there's like a spectre knight who's like a ghost. And then there's a plague knight who just throws like potions at people. And then there's a, a king knight, which I've not played yet. But there's like tons of content in the, the treasure trove edition. Like shit tons. Like once you finish the game, there's like speed runs and things like that that you can do or... Um, there's just loads more content and they added like a multiplayer brawl thing similar to smash yeah as well which is a lot of fun that's got its own story as well so there's literally uh five separate campaigns for like 20 quid so what was the one they called that froze potions uh plague night i think it was he's like the green one because i feel like economically that's a really bad way to fight like yeah, I mean, you've he's got, got a lot. to make or he's buy got a lot of glass bottles potions. on him. He's just he's just got a big cloak, and underneath it is just glass bottles. I just feel like long term, 
Like economically, he's doing himself no favors here. Yeah, his glass bill is through there. the roof, mate. It's like your water. Yeah, bill. exactly. Exactly. His glass <laughs> bill is going to be all over the place. And then what's he putting in those? Water, probably mixed with other things. <laughs> so he's going to have a high glass bill and a high water bill. For fuck's sake. Just, we're going to do a whole podcast that talk about water bills and eco-friendly savings on utilities. This <laughs> is absolute, the content everyone's coming here for. Listen yeah. to Mike and Shane talk about water bills. How to save pennies. <laughs> Shane, you should start a second podcast called Penny Pinchers, and then we can talk about all of this stuff. The little things you do to try to save money. Shane skimping. <laughs> The P um, in X in triple XP stands for pennies. It does. It does. Any um, pinching problems. <laughs> anything else on Shovel Knight, young uh, Michael? No, just buy it. It's really good. You should all buy it. So there you go. You should all buy Monster Hunter and you should all buy Shovel Knight. Mike has decreed it. Yeah. Play with me. Play with him because <laughs> he's got no friends. I mean, he's got friends. They're just, he needs more. <laughs> They're all playing PS5, which I don't have yet. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so on the... Or not playing it that they have. <laughs> I have it, I just don't play it. Just to spite Mike. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so with regards to playing PS5, that's what I've been doing. <laughs> um, so I don't know if you guys played it or saw it on PC. Well, actually, I know that Mike, you did. I don't know if you have, Chase. Uh, but Disco Elysium, the final cut, finally released for playstation 5 yeah like, I've uh, not last bit been, of the week before i've kind of been waiting for a console release on this have you seen much of it chase i've heard of this game but that's about the extent of my knowledge so i've not played a huge amount and i won't go into too much detail excuse me as while i spoke um <laughs> i won't go into too much detail because i don't want to spoil anything for anyone um but it's so it's got that um D-esque dice roll decision making so you've got different stats that dictate different things happening and uh, there'll be certain choices where you have to apply a dice roll to see what's going to happen um it's very dark world building's really really well done in it um i believe the i don't know if the original version had voice actors but the final cut definitely does now have voice actors yeah i um, think i think the original had voice acting and it's yeah i'm really enjoying it so as I say, without going into any major spoiler details, uh, essentially you're a detective um, in this really dark, like quite messed up town that they've built. And uh, you've got to kind of figure out, solve some crime, but also solve a lot of information, like figure out a lot of information about yourself as a detective as well. Um, and there's, there's some really comical moments, some really dark moments uh, including things like field autopsies on bodies and having conversations with your partner about how you believe every crime has a sexual motive. Um, yeah, it's so far I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, like um, it's not the, the humor in this game for me is what like sold it to me. I was like, I need to fucking play this because it's so dark and fucked up and like just funny. Yeah. It's just funny. Well, within the first five or ten minutes. I had an option that involved punching a child. Um, did so that did you do up. it? <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> yes, I did. Um, 
I mean, to be honest, he kind of if you when when you play it and you find out what this child was saying and doing, kind of had it coming. Um, and he wasn't a young child, but he was definitely a child. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's it wasn't a strong child. <laughs> I mean, he definitely wasn't a strong child. Um, but the thing I like about it, so when you first start up the game, you get the choice of three pre-built character builds, or you could build your own where you like obviously you dictate where your strength and dexterity and all those usual um types of sort of like skills go um and out of the three that you start with one the one i chose was called something i can't remember exactly but it was called something like sensual or sensing and i solely chose it because in a description it said along the lines of this wasn't exactly but it said along the lines of like uh you are one with your faults so much so that your your character is likely to go insane. So, well, that's me sold. So, I've chosen an insane an insane detective build. Um, so <laughs> insane, in fact, that I get little pop ups, and I believe I'm not sure if this is 100 percent linked to my character build or if it happens to everyone. I've been talking to Ryan, who's been playing it, and he hasn't been noticing it. When I'm in conversation with characters, every now and then my mind will have a conversation with itself almost like in a like it's trying to portray a sort of schizophrenic element and then my tie which my mind believes is a living creature trying to hang me will also then chip in and have a conversation with me as well <laughs> so i'm having a conversation with a real person but also with my own mind and with my tie <laughs> so yeah that happens more often than not as well um but yeah I mean, it's, it's, it's strange I'm really hoping this just gets a Switch release because it's like the perfect sort of pick up, play a little bit, put it down again type of game, I think. It is. And I'll be honest, with graphically and with its... Uh, I don't I don't think it's something that... Like, I think it's something that would suit the Switch perfectly. Mm. The, the, the graphic stylings um, would be spot on for the Switch. But it's currently on sale, or it was on sale at least when I picked it up for PS5. Um, 20, it was 34 four pound down to like 26 that's, that's uh, so, everyone should buy that game yeah everyone should buy that game it's honestly really good and i so far i can't fault it but i'm only about three or four hours in and i generally have been taking my time like you know i'd <laughs> qu crime will wait <laughs> it can wait for me to to catch up but no i genuinely would advise anybody to play it's really really well done really good world building solid voice acting and just the humour in it, as you said, Mike, is just spot on. Um, the other thing I wanted to speak about this week, and I don't know if either of you have watched it yet, but have you, have you seen Godzilla vs. Kong? Mm, I I've haven't. Seen it twice. No, I've not seen it yet. I saw it in IMAX, and I saw it at home. I watched it at home a second time with my wife because she did not go with me to see it in said IMAX. Well, unless the cheese is going to disagree with me, uh, I would advise everybody to watch it because it is the best dumbest film i've ever seen <laughs> yeah i i agree with that the the human storyline was 100 percent pointless but the the monster fights were incredible i mean yep. every time i talk about this movie i always say how you can watch movies like the fast and the furious at home on on television and you can tell it looks like shit like the cgi or the green screen whatever but every one of the monster fights the anytime they show even one of the monsters like it is flawless cgi that looks fantastic even at home on your television it's it's amazing yeah 
So I watched it at home, and yeah, I agree. It just it's spot on. Like Kong looks incredible, the big G looks incredible. Um, yeah, the storyline is it, it, it is merely a set piece to put these two monsters together. Like the storyline is highly irrelevant. Yeah, you yeah, can, it's, it's so many people. So many people complaining about the storyline. It's like Godzilla versus King Kong is all of the storyline I need to watch that film. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. I actually saw a review that went in and was like, there was too much Godzilla versus Kong fights. Like, the, the film's cold. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, that would be like, as you just mentioned, Fast and the Furious, them doing a Fast and Furious film and being like, there's too many cars, they should all be yeah. walking more. Yeah. <laughs> too yeah. fast for me. Too furious. It's just too fast. But um, the, movie's ex- the movie's exactly what you expect it to be and what you want it to be. Uh, yeah. I look forward to whatever's next in the, the monster universe, but I thought it was solid and especially for like the first big uh blockbuster i suppose after covid like they destroyed box office records in the last yeah. like year and a half because it's been so long but if this is what it takes to get people into theaters and to spend like i have hbo max i could have very well just watched it at home the first time but i was like you know what this seems like a movie that very much like fast and the furious that you need to see in a theater or imax with like yeah the the audio cranked to 11 and your seats vibrating like it was totally <laughs> worth the $15 to go see it in IMAX when I could have just watched it at home which I did after the fact but I will say it was a solid movie the second time too it was definitely worth watching again yeah and um, I mean if if we were allowed out of our houses okay I would have seen it in the cinema, <laughs> but you know we're still not uh, so I paid 15 pounds to watch it at home uh, you could pay six pe- sixteen pound and watch it in a neighbor's garden now. To be fair, that is true. <laughs> with with five other people, yeah. As long as Ooh, one of those uh... is the neighbor. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, I agree. Completely solid. Um, it had some some fairly good like comical moments. And and to be fair to the human elements, there was one part of the human storyline was more relevant than the other part like there was one part that you could pretty much just delete from the film and it wouldn't change anything that happened <laughs> um but on I the agree. whole yeah it, yeah it worked quite well um as i say the fight was solid yeah the the human side of kong storyline was decent yeah it was relevant. The, God, the godzilla portion which i never saw godzilla king of monsters or whatever that last godzilla movie was i know i need i do need to watch that one so maybe that would have added a little bit more of the pieces that i was missing from that storyline but essentially it's like oh people and now they're in hong kong and you're like wait what <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's the entire storyline pretty yeah literally um <laughs> but there was and obviously i won't talk about them now because they're spoilers but cheese maybe um we'll have a chat later but i don't know if you're aware but there was uh, definitely a hint at what the next film could be um, and what the next big big baddie could be. Um, and uh, there was actually a hint to what could be the next two or three films, including a hint at what could potentially be like an Avengers-esque level monster film. So, yeah, exciting. That exciting awesome. stuff. But um, I definitely yeah. think... And I don't know how... I don't know how Fast and the Furious even became like the perfect comparison for this movie, but it this is going to be one of those uh, series that where they'll release 10 more movies and I'll see every one of them and love them because it doesn't need to be Oscar-winning storytelling. It just needs to be nonstop, in-your-face, loud action that you can see in a movie theater and it'll be perfect. 
Yeah, and the thing is, I've had a few, not arguments, but like just discussions with people about this. <laughs> and people are like, like, I know people that are like, oh, but it's Godzilla, it's really dumb. And I'm like, you do realise that like Godzilla <laughs> films have been out since like, what, the 50s or 60s? Yeah, got something like 36 films under his belt. What, yep. other, what other single character that isn't human can you name that has over 36 movies based around him? <laughs> Probably Dracula. <laughs> like... I don't even think Dracula's got 36 movies. It always makes me laugh these kind of people because they're always like looking at every film like it should be like Shawshank Redemption or something like that. It's, right. It's just fucking King Kong. It's supposed to be fun. Monkey yeah, vs. Lizard. And... Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> there is, because um, I used to have this one on DVD, there is a old Godzilla film, um, one of the many in the array of films. Uh, not even, no, sorry, not Godzilla film. This was a Kong film, but I had a triple pack. And uh, this was, uh, again, in the same universe, and it was Kong versus Mecha Kong or Robo Kong. And genuinely, the genuine storyline was that humans wanted to have the power of Kong, so they built a robot Kong, because why would you not do that? <laughs> um, but for some reason, they gave it the ability to have a laser beam shoot from his face and gave it grenades because, again, why wouldn't you do that? Um, and then it goes mental. So they have to go and get the real Kong and be like, can you fight our fake Kong? Because, yeah, we fucked up. <laughs> that is, the, that is the, the gist of the film. Amazing. That's, that's the sort of shit where Godzilla and Kong come from. Like, oh, that yeah. is the storylines that these films are made of. Just, you know. And it still works it. today, and we're still going to see it. It made, I don't remember what it said, $45 million opening week or something. Yeah. Like, that's insane. Mm. This is solid. Very good. Really solid. So, no, well, what, as I say, if you haven't seen it, I advise you to. If you're in the UK, uh, you can pick it up on Amazon and I believe on Apple as well. Um, obviously, if you're in the US, HBO Max, I believe, is where is the place to go. Correct. But you, if you have HBO Max, it's free, isn't it? Whereas we have to pay for it no matter what. Uh, yeah, but your HBO Max subscription is yeah. I don't remember ten or fifteen bucks a month, but yeah, it's been worthwhile yeah. because a lot of these movies that are coming out, you get to see. I think next is the um. Oh crap! What is next? Uh, Mortal Kombat comes out next week or in two weeks, oh, and that, that'll yeah, be on HBO Max that. for us too. So yeah, I might do that in IMAX though too. So in the UK, Amazon Prime, uh, even if you have a subscription, you still have to pay fifteen ninety nine for the film. But that's because we don't have yeah. any, we don't have any theater releases at the moment. So that is the equivalent of paying to go see it at the theater. Hmm, but that's not so bad. Yeah, it's not too bad when you when you think about the cost of going to the cinema and buying chocolates and sweets and buying a drink and buying a hot dog and the petrol to get there and the time and. When you can just pay the fifteen quid and sit in your boxes and watch it with like a slob. <laughs> Wait, on. you guys get hot dogs at your movie theaters? Yeah. What the? They're, yeah. They're the best. They are the best <laughs> hot dogs. Oh, no, they're the worst, but they are the best. No, they're the they are the best. Okay. Simply, yeah. We have so much to talk about on a Ponder Pod episode about <laughs> weird things that you guys do because that's weird. We have popcorn, not hot dogs. We have popcorn as well. Yeah. But then hot dogs is just an option. Yeah. Yeah. Or just, um, just an option. Doritos, you can get nachos. Like nachos, nachos yeah, yeah. yeah. We have nachos. That's less weird than a hot dog at a movie theater. No, yeah. Proper. And they're, they're the proper, like Mike said, they're horrible. They're, they're shit hot dogs, but they're like the nicest shit hot dogs you can ever have. Yeah. That's so weird. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> so 
let's move on to our second topic, our main topic of the show. And uh, how big is small? Uh, how small is Jane's dick? <laughs> I was about to say, unlike the notes, the topic isn't <laughs> the size of my penis, which we all know is very, very small. Uh, <laughs> if Shane, had, if you caught this, it's okay. If Shane had sex with Tinkerbell, she would still say, "Is it in?" <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> right. I'm not cutting that. Right. <laughs> Serious topic time. I've put together a little piece for you guys. So okay. who wants to go first? I'm not going to explain it until we're in a till we've we've done start some of it. So who which one of you wants to go first? Who wants to be the ultimately the guinea pig? Because then the second person will know what's coming. I vote cheese as the most guinea pig and looking of excuse me yeah he's not wrong i'll do it (laughs) okay so firstly give me a number between one and four three thank you thank you now give me three numbers each one between one and ten one six and seven one six and seven have you got one of those little paper things that you like? That's what I was thinking, a cootie catcher. Right. I am going to give you three criteria for a okay. game. These are the criteria of which you need to develop a game around. So you have to, based on the criteria I give you, you need to quickly come up with what the game is you would release. Any, any plot points you need to tell us, any characters, and how you would sell and create that game. Okay. So, one, one, six, and seven, yeah? Is that what you said? Yeah. So, your first criteria is it will be the genre of an MMORPG. Your second criteria is that it will be set on an alien planet. And your your third criteria is the antagonists will be the hosts of Triple XP. What is the game you are creating? Um... So an MMORPG set on an alien planet and the antagonists are the hosts of Triple XP. I feel like now that you've given me my criteria, I get time to think while you give Mike his criteria and then I'll explain what I came up with. Because otherwise okay. there's going to be lots of, um, hmm, I don't yeah, know. That's, maybe, that's fair. Um, okay. <laughs> that's, that's fair. We'll do that. So okay. Mike, pick, pick a number between one and four. Uh, two. Okay. And now pick three numbers between each one between one and ten. Uh, one, two, three. One, two, three. Okay. So your first criteria is that the genre will be that of a text adventure. Mm-hmm. Your key selling point is when you start the game, you have 24 hours to complete it. Otherwise, it releases your personal information. Ooh, and like your third situation. Yeah, like and your it. third criteria is that your antagonist is Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a text adventure. Your antagonist is Donald Trump, and when you start the game, you have 24 hours to complete it. Otherwise, it releases your personal information. What is the game that you are creating? Cheese, over to you for yours. Man, this is difficult. I, was gonna, I'm gonna I do, do. want to tell you... I, I want to tell you an idea that I had for a video game one time though, cause it's kind of funny and it actually would have worked out pretty well. So the idea was Jesus Christ pro healer. 
similar to Tony Hawk Pro Skater. But what you do is you go around and you perform miracles and save people. <laughs> it was going like- to be amazing. You could like fly. You could do all this stuff. It was going to be amazing. All right. I like it. I used it, I feel, I used it for I a like project it, one time. I feel like you're getting off topic here. Yeah. MMORPG set on an alien planet and your antagonists are the hosts of Triple XP. Who are your this characters? Been, what is your game? This would have been a fantastic thing to tell me like three hours ago so that I could have put something together. No, but that's um, the point. Putting you on the spot, mate. Man, the only thing I've thought of so far <laughs> it's just called Mars. And it's Mike and Shane being the first two humans to be launched into space and to, to settle on Mars. And the whole point of the game is you're given limited resources, so Shane is in charge of making sure that you use as little resources as possible to survive until you can come up with a way to create and replenish more resources. This, this goes back to your penny-pinching for saving water <laughs> and drinking tea. But it will save your life and maybe the life of all humanity. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I don't know if you're going to have a great market for that. Um, I mean, who, who's your target audience for this? I wanted Look. the game to be called Born Free, but really it's Born 3. But there needed to be two games before that, before I could really make that joke. So I just uh, called it Mars instead. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so so we've got uh, an MMO RPG Mars survival game about s- saving resources and creating new resources. That's what that's where we're at. It's, it's Minecraft in space. Minecraft in space. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this would have been such a better game if Jedi actually showed up because he knows the world of developing games. This is <laughs> I wrote it for Jedi, but obviously because he's not here, and it was like, well, it's too late to change the topic now. <laughs> So we're just, just going to run with it. Damn so, it, Jedi! God damn. So before you, before Mike gives his one, I'll give you your second selection, so you can think about that while Mike gives his one. So I have to do it again. Yeah, two each. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. So a number between one and four. What did I say last time? Two. Oh, uh, we'll go with. What did Mike say? He said. Uh, he said two. You said three. Okay, then I'll do one. Remember three numbers between uh, each between one and ten. Eight, nine, ten. Wait, eight, two. Nine, ten. Did you yes. say two or three? Eight, nine, and ten. Oh, this is a great one. Oh, so God. your 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 three criteria for your second game that you have to put together. The setting is a pub's grotty toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, your key selling point is that your character is an alcoholic, meaning the more you drink, the easier the game is to play, but the less time you have to finish the game before it randomly dies. And okay. the, the the key antagonist is Yo Mama. Those are your three. Those are your your three criteria for this game. I've got your toilet. I don't want to uh, influence you at all here, but this just sounds black, like Blackpool the game. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, while you think about that, um, your grubby, grubby toilet alcoholic game with the antagonist of your mama, yo mama, Mike, what game have you created with your your three criteria that so, you set out to you? So it's a text adventure, and if we don't finish the game in twenty four hours, my my personal information's leaked. Yep. Like how how personal? How personal? 
every last piece of her, like the most every single point of whole you've ever made all oh, of geez. your bank account details anything that would shade any put any level of uh shade on you but also that would compromise any account that you have so do, first of all um because it's donald trump the game's been called bad president i like it yeah nice. so it's like a text adventure like you can't surely that's going to be a short game isn't it that game's that's not 20 text. that's that game's not 24 hours long no but it's four years long <laughs> well, I'm already screwed. It takes it takes four years to finish this. How do you and, uh... think? We, how do you think we felt? <laughs> I mean, it depends how much text is in it. Surely, you could have an extremely long text adventure. I mean, I played a few text adventures in my time, like a text adventure, the length of a Skyrim game, and. and... I never finished any of them, to be fair. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> fucked. <laughs> like, take my personal info, because I am not finishing this game. <laughs> so who's your who's you know who the antagonist is? Like who's your who are your main characters? What is the what is the concept of what what would you have to do in this game? What is your story? Right, I feel like you um, don't have a story. Yeah, I feel like maybe Mario would be there, just as like an advisor. On, on, I don't know, plumbing, I guess, the plumbing industry. I so, literally was writing the word plumbing when you said plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely so, amazing. So you're you're playing as your own character, and you've got Mario as your plumbing advisor. Plumbing advisor, as you, yeah. As you seek to remove the president from presidency, what what is the aim? What, no, what is the, your... the guess, the, I think the game should be like to be the worst president. Oh, so you are the president? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you're working to be the worst president, and you have a plumbing advisor. Yeah, I mean to be fair, Mario is the worst plumber, <laughs> so that does make a little bit of sense. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so, uh, any any key key story beats that that you could, would consider for advertising this game? Oh, man, I don't want to get too political here. <laughs> <laughs> too late. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess. The, you end up building a wall, like I don't know. <laughs> well, a wall of text. Yeah, there we go. Text wall. End up building a text wall. I've really uh, put you guys in the corner with this topic. Yeah, this is horrendous. <laughs> I feel like I'm in school right now. Yeah, I'm trying to yeah. do a project. And like I I'm taking, about it. I'm taking notes, like I'm fucking <clears throat> scribbling shit down. Right. Well, then you're you've both you've both had your first attempts and i'll be honest they were fucking dire um so now you've got to redeem yourself you're all right sat there doing fuck off reading them mate I, leave yeah. topics to me and this is what happens so um, i've got one i'm ready i'm ready for my second so, one so cheese is ready to to hit us with his proper full game development because at the moment you're drowning you're going your company's going bankrupt because the game you're making is um is shocking um before cheese you do yours though Mike gets time to redeem himself by picking his numbers ready for his second shot. No, so, yeah. right, so what, what between one and four? Yeah, four. Four, and then three numbers then between one and ten? Four, five, and eight. Ooh. So, your genre is that of a dating sim? Now we're getting somewhere. 
your setting is various libraries throughout history. <laughs> like the library at Alexandria? <laughs> like Yeah, just, just throughout history, various libraries. That's the only library I can think of from history. Just and just off that answer alone, I know for a fact that Ryan helped you with this shit. Yeah, he did. He, <laughs> he did. fucking knew it. I said, as I say that, he wrote pretty much the whole thing. Such I just a rang fucking history said, nerd. I need. Fuck you, Ryan. Um, and key selling point then to your title will be that every NPC in the game hates you. So a dating sim set throughout various <laughs> libraries throughout history and every NPC in the game hates you. Oh man, this is not going to end well on the dating side of things. <laughs> so... While you put that game together to uh, to put your pitch to me, so see if you can Dragon's Den style blow us away. Cheese, pitch your game. <clears throat> so my game took place in a pub's toilet. Correct. My selling point was that I was an alcoholic, and it got easier the more drunk I was. Yep. The and more the you antagonist drink. was your mama. Yes. So my game is called Stepdad. So. Nice. You start off the game, you're in a bar, you're down on your luck, your home life isn't great. So you sit down at the bar, you order a drink, and you just keep drinking until just similar to like Grand Theft Auto where the screen starts to get a little blurry. Yep. So you stand up, you go to the bathroom, and while you're taking a piss, you black out. You wake up, but you don't actually wake up. You wake up. And you are a droplet of piss. <laughs> Your new quest. Hold on now. Hold on. There's more. Your new quest is to make it through the plumbing and find your way to the ocean. You reach said ocean, which is Nirvana. You wake up. You actually wake up covered in piss to your mama yelling at you. That is my presentation for my new game called Stepdad. So why is it called Stepdad? <laughs> because I had to create a character <laughs> where the stepdad is an alcoholic down on his luck. I don't know. Shut my... <laughs> so, you know... What, what I called a droplet of piss. I would have given away my... <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a working title, uh, but... You, for for two get- and a half minutes, it's a solid concept. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm getting journey vibes, uh, but you're a droplet of piss. So, like, that's what I'm seeing in my head is is that that open sand of journey, except it's the open water in some plumbing. Maybe the um, game should be called hydration instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so your droplet of piss. Is it literally a droplet of piss? Are you going to put a face on it? Is it going to have a character? Like, is it going to be a living droplet of piss? Or is it literally you are just a water droplet that is yellow? You're a li- living droplet of piss. A living droplet. So you are going to... Fully sentient knows yes. that he's the droplet of piss. A sentient yes. piss droplet. Is there going to be other piss droplet characters to meet along the way? Yeah, they're going to vary in color based on their hydration level. <laughs> You're going to have one friend that just stinks. His name's Asparagus, but it'll be great. It's I mean, be fantastic. The more you talk, the the more I'm I'm buying this game. The more I'm, the mm. more you're selling it. Um, I think you've you've definitely turned yourself around and redeemed yourself for that second 
that second round. Give me a couple of days and I'll have a character drawn up and everything. It'll be great. (laughs) Storyboards. A little little pissy or something. You have heard it here, listeners. In a couple of days on the 3XP Twitter, Cheese will release Drop It and Piss. Pissy is going to be his name. Stepdad (laughs) Pissy game. Pissy the stepdad. All I can think about now is... Maybe the game should be called Pissed or Pissed Off or something. It'll be great. Pissed on. Who knows? (laughs) <laughs> all that's going through my head now is the what you do in step bro but what are you doing step piss <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of how it all started in my head <laughs> I wrote down step down I'm like this is fantastic <laughs> but wait there's more <laughs> no I like it I like it Um, yeah I, I think it, uh, to be honest I think you could probably release that on Steam and somebody would download it yeah me <laughs> I'm gonna I, I'm sorry to put that out there but um, Mike can you can you top that? Can you no. can you earn the top spot? No. <laughs> the little the piss droplet. Your your hate based dating sim through libraries of time. What the fuck? Like, what the fuck? How am I supposed to make a game of this? Because this is ridiculous. Like, hey dating... man, we, we both had to do it. <laughs> You're in a dating sim, but everyone hates you. So like. Have you got to just earn their trust, like, and just spin just draw that? from your real life experiences? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you tell still me, hates it's your me. game. It's your game. You're developing it. You tell me how you win. No, it, we're, we're you brainstorming win. here, man. We're brainstorming. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So the only way I could think of making this anywhere accurate is that you play as Donald Trump, but so, everyone hates you. Leave Don- him alone. <laughs> <laughs> so Don- Donald's back, everyone. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's back. And he's, he's now... So, so firstly, to address the, 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 the different libraries, is he uh, time travelling to try and find a date? Or is he... Yeah, absolutely. He's a librarian. <laughs> <laughs> he's a time travelling librarian trying to get a date. But even in the, in the past or in the future, everybody still hates him. Yeah, but, okay. I I already know how this game could work. But when he when he teleports, he actually transforms into a ball of shit. <laughs> right now, how I feel is that like any just, different? Like you're, just, you're just stealing cheese. Oh, idea. Yeah. <laughs> this game's called Step Bro. <laughs> it's called Step like Shit. This is just plagiarism now. Just pure plagiarism. Yeah, it's going to be one of those Steam games that come out that are like exactly like that other game that you've played. <laughs> but... I'm suing you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, maybe you could... Maybe Donald Trump, because everybody hates him, he finds his true love through the use of Rehypnol. Just putting it out there. Uh, get, there some games have done worse. All right, that's what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not condoning Rehypnol. I'm not condoning any actions of that nature. Says the person who punched a child in a movie. <laughs> yeah, machine. Jesus Christ. Shane. <laughs> my point is, some games have done some weird fucks up shit. And you hit that button every time you get a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I, can't, I can't dictate what my character does sometimes. <laughs> so now I'm kind of imagining like a bully type situation <laughs> where you're just like a sex offender or something. <laughs> a sex offending librarian time traveler yeah named donald trump <laughs> yeah maybe we could maybe we could rename him or maybe I mean, not 
I, I think you could sell it. <laughs> I think you could you could 100% find a studio that would build that. I feel like this is how... Can I tell you how I would have made this game? Sure. I would have called it Booksmart. And you're trying to woo over the sexy librarian back at the... Uh, Libraria, Libraria, Library of Alexandria. <laughs> and so since you're a shit person and you have zero personality, not you specifically, Mike, wow. for this instance, um, <laughs> you, you rely on the books and how the characters act to try to win over the librarian with the personalities of book characters. Book smart. Book smart by now. I mean, that's <laughs> actually, this summer. That's actually a, pretty good. A fairly, that's a pretty solid... <laughs> Pretty solid idea. Let me write that down. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Jedi's gonna listen to this and like get famous off these ideas at his new studio. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna work for. Well, to um, well yeah, Book that was your, coming that was soon. Your Book smart and piss. That was your oppo- <laughs> that was your opportunity to prove to me whether you could develop games. And what we've learned is that you you can't. Oh, yeah, um, was fucking no. Could have told me that at the beginning, me. <laughs> There's a design process, and you gave us two minutes. <laughs> we had a couple of months and maybe a couple Look, other people to bounce ideas off of. Look, and... right. If you were dedicated to gaming, then you would have made that work. That's all I'm saying. I think I did a decent job. I have a good I, rough draft. I mean, you did a better <laughs> job than Mike. I will put that out there. You've got at least two solid games there. <laughs> Mike has a story of a time-traveling sex offender <laughs> uh, of a traveling president for both his games <laughs> uh, yeah i mean so looking at the list some of the things you could have had um include so the criteria of the selling point there's some really interesting ones in there there's some really boring ones like microtransactions but there's one that uh, comes with realistic smell generator that works alongside the game uh interspecies relationships uh, the entire <laughs> game is played in second person. Uh, if you die in the game, it not only turns itself off, but it just deletes itself from your library. Nice, uh, like yeah, and no matter what dialogue option you choose, the game will randomly pick for you, giving you completely unique, randomly generated playthroughs. <laughs> Uh, we also had some. Uh, one of the antagonists was a sex-starved alien looking to procreate to continue its species, and a creepy fishmonger. I really could have used those in my day, soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean, you can thank Ryan for putting together some of this list. Yeah, fuck, um, fuck you, I, Ryan. Fuck you. As I say, I literally rang him and said, uh, "This is the idea for the game. Make it work for me." And then he did. Uh, while I was at work, <laughs> he just did it all for me. He literally did all of it for me. He messaged me earlier and was like, "Have you had a look at them? Do I need to change it?" I was like, "Ryan, I've not, I've not met them. I'm just going to assume you've done a good job." And um, you were just like, it. "It's just, it's just Mike and Cheese. They'll struggle through it regardless. It's fine. <laughs> it will bring laughs, and that what ma- that's what matters. So you know, as I say, coming in three or four days on the Twitter will be pissy, yes. the, the piss droplet, and yes. Uh, the time traveling doctor sex offender. I'm so glad that I spent all this money on a new iPad so I can draw pissy <laughs> piss droplet for your viewing pleasure. But hey, you, I, I mean, I need a reason to use it. You have now made that made that uh, 
made that sort of promise that that's going to happen. So to all our listeners, if if he doesn't, you are now allowed to. Uh, if if we don't see Pissy in a few days' time, then just abuse him. Jeez, if it him. goes well, if it if it Jeez, goes we'll well, I'll make it one of my Twitter. I'll make it one of my Twitch emotes. <laughs> if it goes well, Jedi, we've got an idea for a game for you. I think you should put it forward. <laughs> I think you should put this forward as a genuine uh, genuine title. See if your company will pick you up. <laughs> On your first day. It has to be your first day. <laughs> yeah. Guys, guys. I think, think it would be great for a mobile title. I feel like a mobile title would be where it really has its... Pissy I'd on love the go. Play. Yeah, but while, while you're having a shit. Let's play a bit of pissy while I'm having a shit. Can you imagine like working at a company you've been this. there for 10 years and this new guy shows up on the first day with this <laughs> idea called Stepdad where you're a piss drop like called Pissy. <laughs> on the journey of freedom. Uh, I and can already could, see the Netflix documentary being made. It's you can literally yeah. end it with like uh, some like really motivational quote that's like, you should always live your life as if you are just yourself or some shit like that. And then there's just a picture of Pissy like floating away in the sea, Pat with a big <laughs> smile on his face. That'd be a little piss ball. <laughs> the game's just gonna end with the sound of a toilet flushing and the screen goes black. <laughs> Maybe yellow. I don't Thin. know yet. I like it. <laughs> I look forward to seeing where this is going. Uh, but yeah, anyway, that was um, Jesus. That was Christ. a little bit. That was just a little bit of fun for us to come back on uh, as we've had a small break and test. To, to put you guys to the test a little bit and just uh, see what you'd come up with if I made you two-minute game developers with some te- terrible criterias. I've just come away from this looking like a Trump supporter of some kind. <laughs> this, is, this has gone horribly wrong for me. <laughs> I mean, you've referred to him as a sex offender on more than one occasion in the last 20 minutes. I don't know if that necessarily means supporter. <laughs> it's written out there. Yeah, move Moving on. on. <laughs> Moving swiftly on to the news. In the news, Donald Trump. I mean, um, so yeah. Let's 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 move. Let's come away from this topic. Let's let's get let's start tying this episode up with yeah, the news, shall we? Swiftly <laughs> probably, throw that. Probably in. the best thing to do. Um, so we've got we've got a lot from Sony tonight. Uh, a lot from Sony to discuss. Um, I'm assuming the top story is yours, Mike, because that seems like a fair Mike story. Yeah. Uh, the second story is that yours or is that cheese's? I put in two and three. Yeah, no idea. Two and three. Perfect. Um, well, before we do anything, before we start going into Sony, then because it sounds like we can all bounce off each other with the different Sony information coming out. Uh, this is solely for JB. Mass Effect Legacy triple pack game thing has gone gold. Ready for its launch? It's all on track to launch next month. I'm it's excited not, for this. So am I, and it's not really news, but <laughs> I felt like JB would appreciate a little shout out to the fact that Mass Effect is pretty much ready to go. So I've never played Mass Effect at all. Oh, never so watched good. it, played nothing. So my tattoo artist, though, who I've spent a lot of time with in the last year, uh, this is her favorite game, and she told me that this was this remaster, whatever pack was coming out, and I was like, oh. I should look into that because that'd be a great way to start playing the games versus trying to struggle through the originals. Yeah, this is this uh, is absolutely your type of game. I'm super excited. It comes out next month, right? Like the end of the month or halfway through the month? Uh, uh, 14th. Sure yeah, 14th May, May 14th. Yeah, super excited. So I'm definitely going to dive into that right away and I'm excited to play it for the first time. 
I'm one of those people who like just like I just like God of War for the first time. Sorry, I I didn't do anything different. But you got one excited, uh, then you were just like, "I'm one of those people." Okay, cheese. I'm one of those it? people who plays games way after the fact. Like I just never played Uncharted. I never played any of those games, and I guess it kind of worked out because then they get remastered or upgraded for like PS5 or something, and they fix some of the weird mechanics that they had originally. So I'm really excited to finally dive into this whole trilogy. Yeah. I mean, I've played all three, and I'm excited to replay them. Like, it's been a long time since I played one and two, a very long time. Um, and I think, I'm pretty sure I played, because one was only on the Xbox, wasn't it? And it was a fucking god-awful port. It was on the PC, but then there was, like, a god-awful port to the Xbox. Um, oh, I don't know right. if it Okay, I didn't realise it was a port. Just Because um, that's how I first got into, like, playing the Xbox, was Mass Effect was, like... I'm pretty sure, I mean, don't quote me, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was a port because some of the, like, the driving and stuff in it was fucking atrocious because the port was just, was just, it just wasn't a very good port. Um, And then obviously 2 came to, was more built for the consoles, or you could tell it was at least built towards consoles in mind a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm looking forward to playing them. Uh, But yeah, that was just a little... Like I say, it's not proper news. It was just a little shout out, just because uh, I know that JB would appreciate that. Um, but yeah, Sony. So Sony. So uh, yeah, got... there's there's been a rumor. I'm just I'm just coming out of this. So I need to talk about it. Um, yeah. There's been a rumor that uh, Sony have like greenlit a, re- a full remaster for PS5 of The Last of Us, the first game. Um, and people are like sort of in uproar in a, a bit but it's it's very like mixed on um mixed feelings on it because a lot of people um think they should be focusing on other things i know they've they've denied a um sequel to uh what's it called um days gone they denied a sequel for yeah. that sort of and it seems like it's come at the same time so it seems like it's in favor of a last of us remaster two different studios though so um, well, this because this I've never played either of those. You know, I mean, you definitely. No, nope. oh, you definitely should, dude. I'm um, sure I should. It's so you least, definitely should. Yeah, it's up there with God of War. I know. I know you love that game. <sighs> Fine, I'll play it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should. But this because this heavily links into to my Sony story. That's also like of some rumor news, but I. I'm with those people. I don't. I don't see a. Ne- and it's not old enough. It do- it, there's no necessity to remake that game. I mean, um, if they, I, I, I kind of see what you're saying, but for me, I think it deserves it. It deserves like the full treatment that pe- the second one got. Like, like how how good that second one was, like on a technical level. If the first how one was old completely is the first remade, game? how old is the first game? It was late ps3 era but then so. but it already got a remaster for the ps4 2013 yeah. oh and that's naughty dog too i forgot about that yeah it already, so so it already got a ps4 remaster didn't it because it, yeah remaster came out in 2014 so a year later so it's already had a remaster in yeah, the last but, 10 years but this is a it re- doesn't remake so it's it's like it's going to be like vastly improved. For I, I mean, probably. I think so anyway. So it's going to have like things like 3D audio that the PlayStation has, yeah. you know, the, the 
graphical I style of, of Tilo 2. I just don't see the necessity. Um, like, we, I get it, and but there's also, there, I mean, there's, there is, as opposed to like completely remaking the game, surely they, there's certain things I know that they could arguably patch to sort of improve on it. Loading times like, and some like Spider Man did. Yeah, and like they're doing with uh, The Witcher when, yeah. whenever they get around to that, obviously. Um, <laughs> but it, it doesn't seem necessary, in my opinion, to to remake it completely for the PS5. And Would also, you play it if they did? No, I've played it twice already. Absolutely, I'd play it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Mike 100% would play it. But yeah. I've already played the original and the remaster on PS4. I played it on PS3 and then I played it again on PS4. Why would I then play it again a third time on PS5? I think it, it, would, it would have to play differently than what it does. It'd have to be like a almost a, a brand new game, but the same story. Because um, just, just the way the combat mechanics work in the second game are, are like so much better than the first. And I feel which like I if agree you, with. Yeah, when and, you replay the first, but, it's like, I don't know, it kind of feels simple. And I agree with that, but then that's the same. There's the same aspect of uh, Uncharted. Uncharted One combat mechanics was fucking awful. By the time Terrible. you get to the fourth, by the time you get to the fourth game, the fourth game's fantastic. But I wouldn't expect them to go and remake Uncharted One to be <clears> exactly <throat> like the combat style in Uncharted Four. Yeah, yeah. It's it's been and gone. It's happened. Surely the idea that Naughty Dog building something completely new, putting a new idea out there, building a fresh game that you've never experienced before and a story you've never experienced before is more appealing than just them rehashing what they've already done just because they know that what they've already done was popular. Yeah. I I, I mean, again, I do see both sides of it, but like, Jesus Christ. What the fuck? <laughs> that was the dog. She literally just ran out the window. Molly! Great. Do the Last of Us games play similar to the Uncharted style? Um, in a way, yeah, they are sort of similar in in certain aspects of it, but it's not as like run and jump and crazy, and it's Trouble. a lot darker. And, yeah. Um, I think they learned a lot. The like the because obviously they were in the later Uncharted games when they made the, the Last of Us games, so they had obviously learned a lot about combat sure. and that from the Uncharted games. But yeah, it just it feels like an unnecessary cop out. You've got this incredible incredibly powerful console at your fingertips so instead of making something brand new and different and pushing the boundaries of what you can do as a studio you're remaking a game you made seven years ago it just feels unnecessary to me yeah. in my opinion like i get that but i feel like this game's important to sony and it i think it yeah, deserves this treatment but then the, my the other concern is does this start to set a precedent? Are we going to see Ghost of, Tsh Ghost of Tsushima remake for Probably. PS5 and then remade again for PS6? Are we going to start to see the first Spider-Man game I'd remade again for the next two consoles? And is it going to be a case of every single time Sony has a, a big blockbuster game, they're just going to remake it every time a new console comes out because... They know people will buy it because we've set that precedent by allowing them to do it now instead of them doing new 
exciting things. Isn't that essentially what every Mario game is? Just a remake of the same story. It's like Rescue a Princess. It's, I know it's not an amazing story, but it's like... Yeah, but... It's still just the I, same concept, same characters, different game. I, I suppose the argument with that, though, is like you say, is Mario isn't necessarily about the story, is it? It's the gameplay, whereas Last of Us is about the story. Like, mm. the gameplay is second to the story. It's the emotions and the character development and the world building that makes The Last of Us a good game. Yeah. It's not the combat. So... Although the combat in it is solid, I'm not, I'm not disputing that at all. Um, when you're doing, when you're building a, a game of that nature, like a really well-driven story game, it just doesn't, like I say, it just doesn't make sense to me. And then, oh, uh, uh, does that then mean that once they've done that, are they then going to remake The Last of Us Two again? Because they're not, they're not happy that actually now The Last of Us One is better than The Last of Us Two because they've just brand new remade that. Are we just going to be in an endless cycle of them remaking Last of Us games and never making anything new? I mean, it's just ludicrous. Probably not, no, because I think like The Last of Us is sort of like one of those like one in a million games. Well, and like at the same time, this is Sony. It's not like this is the only thing they're working on. Like this yeah, is such like, a small no, yeah, frack. Thing, it applies not, to a lot of people who like the the game, but like no, but with with we're mixing up Sony with Naughty Dog. Well, yes, I, I'm just saying. Like, even then, it's still Naughty Dog. Like, there's yeah, Naughty Dog are a huge studio that are obviously working on more than one they game are, at once. But with it, but, but they are. But we have to remember how much. Like, obviously, we're not developers, as we've just learned in our previous top uh, topic. Um, <laughs> For yourself, <laughs> but the uh, the amount of manpower that goes into making a game. It just, it, it to me, and and I completely get the people that want it, but to me, it just feels like a an a, an unnecessary use of good resources. I it's mean, to me, it's, it. they were going to say, "Yeah, we're just going to remake the first and second one, like actually remake them instead of doing a third one." That's when I'd be like, "Whoa, no, 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 no!" Like we're not getting robbed of anything else. They're just going to spend some time and money to try to make their first game better which yeah i understand it's kind of pointless but at the same time it doesn't really if, matter if it had come out <laughs> like if it was a if it had come out on like if it had one release on say like playstation 2 i could completely understand it but yeah, i agree we're talking about a game that's already been remastered for the previous generation so it's not like it's two or three generations ago it's one generation ago i guess so, i'm curious to see what they would change then yeah, yeah, I mean that is that is the curious element. Um, I think if I, they bulked out that story and, and made it longer and worthwhile as a remake. But also, what's what's to say that it Naughty Dog don't give it to an outside studio like Bluepoint or something like that that are amazing at yeah, making remakes? Maybe you know? it's just as I say, it's just concerning around that president. Does it because this then then we could have next year they turn around uh, they've. God of War Ragnarok's come out and they say, yeah, we're not working on God, God of War 3 yet because we're going to just remake God of War again, the one that we've already just released like four years ago or however many years ago it came out. Um, it just concerns me around our Sony setting a precedent by allowing that sort of thing to happen and by mm -hmm. greenlighting that sort of thing as opposed to pushing back and saying, actually, let's focus on new IPs and new ideas and being in innovative. I mean... Sony are like all about new IPs. Like they bring new well, IPs out every year. 
you say you say that um and that links into my article so the article that i was bringing along and this links very much into what we were talking about with um the last of us is uh some news has come out of the sony area to say that playstation are basically turning around and saying that they will only make uh, sony are only going to make big blockbuster games that are in their opinion too big to fail so the mm. report comes from bloomberg and it suggests that upper so uh, sony's upper management's primary focus is on games that are too big to fail and is this comes at the expense of riskier more inventive projects uh the picture if the picture painted is accurate because as i say this is this isn't directly come to us. It's come through Bloomberg, through, through Bloomberg, and it's potentially been misunderstood. But if it is accurate, um, then what it states here is that Sony may be losing a key facet of its identity by not only being a hallmark of the company since the early days, but also directly responsible for some of its biggest hits. Um, and that's where things like the Days Gone sequel—they've decided to bin that off. So they've, and it does mention that here. Um, the Last of Us remake that changed hands several times and a Days Gone sequel that will never see the light of day is certainly fascinating to learn about the projects that have and haven't materialised. And it, and this is the thing, like, if agreed, if it's not Naughty Dog who are making it, but if Sony has turned around and said, we're not going to make a sequel to Days Gone, instead we're going to make The Last of Us remake, I would find that frustrating because that to me is a bad use of their resources to not make a sequel to one game to just bring out a game that they already have to me is is not a good use of resources um if it's a case of we we're being off days gone because we don't just think it was shit fine get mm -hmm. it completely um obviously we're never going to know the ins and outs of that because they're never going to come out and say yeah no we binned it off because we thought it was a shit title um but the fact I mean, you look back at some of the smaller titles that Sony's released. Uh, Gravity Rush, Ape Escape, Shadow of the Colossus, some of some of those titles. Uh, Concrete Genie has come through a Sony dev. Mm -hmm. And if they're going to turn around and say, you know what, we're only going to be focusing on games that are too big to fail, then all of those games would arguably have, if that was the same mentality they had when those games were being developed, would arguably have never been made. I feel like this is probably just like a misunderstanding because it's Sony. Like, they have the resources to do literally anything they want. And mm, I wouldn't I, say that. I mean, mostly anything they want that they have like the license to. But I think the way I'm interpreting this in my head, which again, I don't know anything, but. Uh, to me, it sounds like they're going to focus on like Spider-Man and like the other stuff that they're doing that's incredibly popular, but then they'll just leave the Sony name off of stuff. It's like, they, I'm sure they own several developers. They might just not put the Sony name to it. I mean, you would hope so. It just, there are, there are Sony titles that have been out previously that I think could do with the remake uh paintbrush more than last of us could and it what this says this screams to me and this is and I'm, I'm not saying this is what's happening but this is my fear if you look at ea and what happened with 
EA took a chance with Dead Space. Dead Space was a fantastic game. And then EA just eventually binned it and just continued to release lots of the same stuff for a long time. And then they suddenly took a chance again with Star Wars and realised that actually taking risks is will pay off. And I'm just concerned that Sony's going to go down that, well, let's not take risks because we know it's safer to not bother. I'm hoping that's not the case, but that's, that is a concern of mine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I kind of, yeah, I'm with you on that, I suppose. <laughs> I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, but... Again, it's like the... rumor and speculation, isn't it? And so you know, yeah. Take it all with a pinch of salt, I think. Yeah, definitely take it all with a pinch of salt. But on the other side of Sony, Cheese, you had some Sony news to, to bring to the episode, didn't you? Netflix and Sony signed a deal where all major 2022 Sony films will release onto Netflix after they finish their theatrical run. So pretty similar to what HBO was doing with some of their connections, some of their movie deals with Kong and Godzilla. And uh, there's been a couple other movies, Mortal Kombat's the next big one, but uh, they've been doing simultaneous releases. So this one's interesting to me because it's, basically still giving the movie a fair shot in the theater before it ends up on a streaming platform, which is awesome because I don't remember what movies, I think the the most recent or the most recent, the next Spider-Man movie is still going to be theater only because that's going to come out this year, but uh, Uncharted, the next Spider-Verse, Morbius, those are the ones that are kind of... Venom. Uh, Venom, mm. they said, was going to stay in theaters, I think. I think that was one of the what? other exceptions. Uh, but those other ones, I mean, honestly, I'd be super excited. I'm, I mean, I'd see them in the theater first, but I'd be really excited to be able to go home and watch it again uh, a couple months later for free on a streaming service that I already have. So I think that's a pretty interesting development. They must be trying to compete more with HBO Max. They must be doing really well with these theatrical and streaming service co-releases mm. i think it's like people are starting to realize now that streaming services are just the way forward aren't they yeah and it's kind of terrifying because i i love going to movie theaters for some movies not i don't think everything needs to be seen like if i'm going to watch a romantic comedy i can watch it at home with becca and it's fine but stuff like kong versus godzilla definitely serves you better to see in a theater because it's it's more of that experience but yeah, yeah. Uh, i don't know we just kind of got into the point where i think covid kind of showed people that theaters aren't necessarily necessary <laughs> and mm. it sucks for the theaters because i know a lot of them have gotten really nice especially in my area like they've put in the time and money to give it like the reclining seats and the imax experiences and the more food options not hot dogs but uh some of those smaller theaters are dying off and these types of movie deals are kind of doing that, which whatever, I guess. But uh, the fact that they're doing this where the movie gets a fair shot in a theater, a theatrical run, I think is going to be a, maybe a last ditch effort to see if they can save movie theaters. I think you've got to consider, and I'm sure Mike, this is something that definitely you thought about. Um, You've got to consider like the cost element so if i if you look at disney for example they was it raya the last dragons the most recent one on premiere 
Yeah. If if Mike, you were you and um, Ellie were to take the kids to go see that mm-hmm. at the cinema for for you for a day out at standard price without any sort of um, discount or anything or getting anything any money off, you're probably looking at somewhere close to fifty sixty pound, aren't you, to pay for you and all relevant parties. Yeah, um, yeah, something like that. But um, something like that, like and that's not family tickets and things and deals. And yeah, but then but... once you get all the sweets that everybody wants and all the drinks oh, and stuff, stuff, like put them in your bag. It's, it's well, yeah, there is that. <laughs> but um, the point being, though, like it's it's going to cost you more, more than the fifteen pound price to buy it at home. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. So, it is so cheaper. From, yeah, from a family point, yes. Like me buying Godzilla for myself because my partner doesn't want to watch it it's the same price as me going to the cinema on my own. But when you look at families that um, have to potentially pay for two adults and then one, two or three different children, even at a family ticket of like £25 or whatever it would be, uh, they're saving themselves a lot of money. And that's and they're the people that would have never have gone to the cinema to see it purely because of the cost. But now we're going, well, actually, I will buy it. So I think... Disney have shown that actually you're opening up a potential market of people that you would never have got that money from to start with that you are now getting that money from. And yeah. the other companies just going, hmm, actually, there are people that don't want to go to the cinema or that just won't pay for it, that will pay to see it at home because they're in the comfort of their own home. They're able to do it at their own pleasure. Like when they're able to, when you consider work patterns now, if I, if I finish work at nine o'clock at night last thing i want to do is get dressed to go to the cinema i just want to sit in my living room and watch a film (laughs) true so i i just found an article that actually details this uh deal a little bit more than i even knew so this is actually really interesting they didn't disclose the amount that it was worth but it is a five-year deal people are saying to be worth almost a billion dollars over the course of the agreement uh but basically netflix gets first dibs on sony made or Sony licensed movies that are being shopped to streaming platforms. And Netflix is already committed to ordering an undisclosed number of those films. So basically, Netflix originals could get better and more powerful too, because they're going to have the backing of, they're going to be Sony made that Netflix is just going to have first go at. So that's pretty interesting too. It's, that's a, This is a huge deal. This isn't just Sony made theatrical releases. This is Sony made movies in general that, Netflix has dibs on. Yeah. For like, five years. Like That's a lot has, of Spider-Man. Everyone has Netflix as well. Right. Nowadays. Yeah. That just, means, that just means Netflix is going to up their price again. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but if it, but yeah. if it's worth it, I mean, think about it this way. If you're spending $20 a month, I, I don't know what it is now. I think it's like $14, $13.99 maybe here. But that's the price of one movie ticket, basically. So if you go see one movie a month versus having access to Netflix every day, all day, like yeah. that's how I justify it. It's similar to like paying for Xbox Game Pass or whatever on PC versus buying a game. Well, I mean, you can spend $15 a month and have access to all these games that you're interested in to play. That's way better than going and spending $60 on a game I'm going to play once. Yeah. And I've, I've done that so many times as well, like bought a full price game. Days Gone being one of them, where I bought it full price and played it for about two hours and, and not picked it up since. So, And now I can play it free on PlayStation Plus, can't I? Isn't that one of the game collection uh, yeah, titles? So. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, I think it is. I think so sometimes that... it pays 
sometimes it pays to be like me and not play games for years <laughs> until yeah, yeah. they're they're no until longer they can, popular until they become they're free. free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. So, um, well, Sony doing lots of interesting things, but good, bad, who knows? Um, but cheese, you had one more story you wanted to share, didn't you? This would have probably been Jedi's story, so we're just going to give him a little shout-out since he decided not to be here. Uh, <laughs> the Disney Parks chairman has teased a realistic retractable lightsaber in the works. Uh, they already sell the like $200 lightsaber. you got to pick your color, and you go through the whole process of creating your lightsaber, whatever, at the Disney Park. But uh, there was some guy that posted a picture or video. I don't know exactly what it was. This was just posted like a couple hours ago of this realistic retractable lightsaber and people are going crazy. And then they got a comment from the chairman himself saying that it is real and they're not going to share any more details yet, but that's pretty cool. Cool. Just saying star Wars. (laughs) One super expensive light bulb stick to buy. I mean, I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it because I'm like, if I went to like Star Wars World or whatever it's called, like, would I spend two hundred dollars for a lightsaber that I get a build? It's like build a bear for lightsabers for nerds. I'm like, <laughs> I probably would spend the money and then just like hang it on my office wall or something because that's part of the experience. Like, yeah. I feel like you need to have if you're gonna spend all that money to get into that park and spend a day and probably a lot of money on blue milk, then you might as well <laughs> go through the experience and get a lightsaber. Yeah, but now if I could spend a little bit more and get one that's retractable and lights up, maybe a couple sound effects. Hell yeah! <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna get a lot of stick for calling it a light bulb, a light bulb stick. It's at the end of the episode. It's fine. Yeah, nobody <laughs> listens to this, but it's fine. <laughs> Just title it. Just title it. Stupid <laughs> light bulb. <laughs> yeah, I've, most people have. If they've, they've left by now. They've gone off. Oh, fuck this shit. <laughs> <laughs> thank you to the few of you still listening we love you well for the few of you still li- listening mike do you want to send them all off on their way yeah cheers for listening this has been this week's episode of triple xp join us next episode where we have uh, gin ginster he's a twitch streamer he's super fucking awesome really funny guy so excited about that um you know if you enjoyed this episode you've got something to say about the shit that we're talking about, then uh, join us in our Discord. You know, we can carry on that conversation there. And yeah, that's it. That's So we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Triple XP. Triple X-D.